0: You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family. I want to thank you very much for tuning in to the Wednesday podcast. So, We talked yesterday about the priority of prayer. We had made the point that uh, prayer preceded Pentecost. And I just want to stand on that today. So I want to encourage us to think about how can we take positive steps in our prayer life? So if the future of our church's witness in our community depends on our church leaders and our church family learning to be people of, of deep and earnest prayer, Well, what tweaks should we make in our prayer lives in order to see that change come? And I just want to make a few sort of along the way. Uh, And I bet that you have some more that you'd love to share. In fact, I'd encourage you, if you want to share some of the things that have changed your prayer life for the positive, I'd love to hear those Uh, and maybe I can include them in some of the upcoming podcasts. So let's talk about um, prayer for just a minute. For me, one of the verses that has impacted my prayer life as much as any other verse that I've read is Matthew chapter 6 um, verse 8 and Jesus just told the people who are learning from him all of his disciples and followers that when they pray they're not supposed to do it to be seen by other people or to impress everybody they don't they shouldn't be misled to think that you know you've got to have the right words or fancy words or repetitive words you know that in other words that pretty fancy prayers or repetitive prayers like the pagans that's not what's going to impress god but To support that point, Jesus said, Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Okay, so that statement has affected my prayer life profoundly. Your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. All right, so walk with me on my prayer journey. When I first read Jesus' teaching about God knowing what you needed before you ask Him, I've got to be tell, I got to tell you it it was a demotivator for me like I stumbled I don't know why but it kind of took the wind out of my sails I thought wait a minute so if God already knows what I need before I ask him why am I asking him like why am I praying to God about the things that I'm facing the things that I need the things that I worry about if he already knows so for me from the standpoint that I was coming from at that time in my life That seemed self-defeating for prayer. Now, the reality is the reason that that didn't work for me is because I was coming from a very, very self-centered and very selfish point of view. In, In other words, I could say it this way. It's almost like I was saying to God, the only purpose for my prayer is so I can tell you what to do. I need to tell you what I want. I need to tell you what I need from you so that you can make your agenda to serve me. And then when I read Jesus's words that God already knows what I need, I thought, well, if he already knows my list, why should I take it to him? I could not think better about prayer, but the real reason I couldn't think better is because I was thinking about prayer from a very selfish standpoint. So, um, you know, I want to introduce a second Bible verse before I finish my thoughts about Matthew chapter six, verse eight. So in James chapter four, James is writing about quarrels in the church and struggles between people and about prayer. And when he's talking about prayer, he says, he says this, um, when you ask, that would be like asking God in prayer, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives so that you may spend what you get. On your pleasures so James was challenging his congregation that he knew some of them to be praying very very selfishly and God was not answering their prayers and giving them what they asked because they were asking God with the wrong motives and the wrong motive in that place was so that they could spend what God gave them on themselves so when I put these two verses together in Matthew chapter 6 verse 8 Jesus says your Heavenly Father already knows what you need and then James is telling his congregation That we ask sometimes in prayer with the wrong motivation. I put those things together and something wonderful happened in my prayer life. And I want to tell you about it. Suddenly, Matthew chapter 6 verse 8, your heavenly father knows what you need before you ask him, was no longer demotivating, but actually freeing, very empowering. And here's why. That verse takes the wind out of your sails only if you think that the purpose of prayer is to give God your list so you can tell God what to do so that God can serve you for the day. But once you realize that prayer is not about how to make God serve you, but instead it's a how to commune with God so that God can speak to you and tell you how to serve Him, then suddenly that verse frees you up. Because it's not about getting the words right or making sure you didn't leave anything off the list. Instead, you are free to speak to your Heavenly Father about what you need and how you feel, not worrying if you got all the words right or left anything out, but rather you can recognize that the purpose of prayer is not just for you to give your, your list of needs to God, but maybe it's so that you can subject all the fears and worries and opportunities you have to the Lord. You can hear from the Lord and allow Him to change you. So one of my favorite um, authors on the topic of prayer is a guy named Richard Foster. And uh, one of the things that he wrote that changed the way I thought is he taught me that the, the primary purpose of prayer is not that I would change God, but that God would change me. It's not that I would change God. In other words, it's not that I would tell God, here's what you're supposed to do today. Here's my list. But it's that God would change me, that he could shape my thoughts, my priorities, my affections, that he could show me how to serve him today and what to do. it's interesting to me that prayer now can become this opportunity for me to join God in what he's doing. All right. So this shouldn't keep you from asking God for the things you need. The scriptures clearly teach us to ask our heavenly father for the things we need. First of all, to ask for the Holy spirit, but to ask God for the things that we need, but it should set you free so that you know that the point is not the asking and, and the point is not even the receiving. Maybe James is right. Maybe we should check our motives in prayer. Are we praying just so that we can make it go well in our own lives? Or are we praying so that we can advance the kingdom of God? So I don't think it's accidental that Jesus wraps up this teaching after he told you not to worry about the things that you're asking for because God already asked what they are before you ask. I don't think it's accidental that he follows that teaching with what we call the Lord's prayer. You know, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. The kingdom come, you will be done on earth as it is in heaven, gives us our daily bread. Now, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a surprise that he gives us this beautiful and powerful way to pray that if you'll notice, is very, very different than just giving God a laundry list. So I'll talk about that a little bit more in some of the podcasts to come. But for now, today's next step of prayer is very simple. I just want to ask you this would you pray differently with a different motivation, not just for yourself. Would you stop praying with the idea that you're going to change God's to-do list for the day and instead join in what your Heavenly Father is doing? Allow Him to change you. So would you just recognize today that God already knows what you need before you even ask Him? So when you go to prayer closet today, the goal is not to see how many things you can get from God or what all is on your list. The goal is to have a conversation with your Father that advances your relationship, to allow you to enjoy Him Share your fears and your worries. Yes, make your requests and your confessions and your statements of worship. But in that prayer moment, don't allow your prayers to become all about this list. So here's a practical way to think. When we pray for most of us, that prayer is a very standardized routine. We're asking for the same things day after day. And most of our prayer is just this laundry list of requests. God, do this, give me this, make this happen. Well, I'm asking you to break from that habit for this next season of your life and learn to pray differently. Would you begin to go to God to enjoy abiding in Christ when you pray? Let's pray differently. So I hope that today will be the first day of a big change in the way we pray. We'll talk more about prayer for the next couple of days, but thank you very much for tuning in. And for today, what I want you to hear is, don't worry about getting all the words right. Your heavenly father already knows what you need. So relax and enjoy your time with him church family, I love you. If you think this podcast was useful or helpful, you know, be sure to like it and to share it so that we can get uh, the message of God's word out to more and more people and spread the impact of the kingdom. I love you, and I'm glad to be walking with Jesus with you.